This is Suspenders Unbuttoned, a podcast where friends talk with friends about TV, movies, and books. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Suspenders Unbuttoned. We are excited to have Andrew Walker join us today on the podcast. Hi, guys. Hi, Andrew. Thanks so much for having me. Thank you for being here. Um, We're excited. Um, We're excited for your new movie coming out, too. It's something different than we normally get to see you in, about or in. I can't talk this morning. Yep. Um, so it's called Dying for Chocolate? It's called Dying for Chocolate. It's uh, part of the Goldie Berry mystery series, uh, the Curious Caterer mystery series. Right. Um, and the first novel is Dying for Chocolate. And there's uh, there's 18 novels in total. So the goal is if, uh, if you know, everyone's cousin and sister and brother watch this movie, hopefully we'll, uh, we'll have a few more that we can do. That's fun. <laughs> Maybe That's we can get all the family to come. The family, <laughs> whole family, yeah. Individual TVs, though. Individual TVs. Oh, yeah. oh pro tip, pro tip. <laughs> all your different TVs, right? That's all it. your different That's screens. Nielsen house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Turn them all on. <laughs> Turn them all on. Turn them all on. Yeah, that's how we... They 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 uh they they gauge the ratings I guess. So it's screens, number of screens, right? Number of screens, number of households, numbers of, num- number of screens. Yeah, yeah, fun fun pro tip. Um, so this is exciting because it's um uh, a book series. Have you read any of the books? I haven't read any of the books yet. Uh, you know, in with with these projects, you get the script two weeks before, and for me, it was more important that I know the, right. the the script than the novel um so i i just buckled down and and did you know put put all the work into the the material that i was given and nikki and i met two weeks before as well um when she was given the script and we actually didn't know she she texted me and she goes hey are you attached to do a, a, a movie called dying for chocolate and i said uh, not yet, but uh, I have the script that just script was just sent to me today. She goes, well, the script was just sent to me today as well. I'm like, what? Okay, I'm doing it. I said, are you doing it? I'm doing it. You, and she's like, okay, if you do it, I'm going to do it. And so we uh, we had been talking about doing a mystery series for, you know, Nikki. I've said this in a few podcasts now, but Nikki, Nikki's she's she's a little witchy. She's got like this uh, this sixth sense about her that just she she knows mm-hmm. things before it comes out of your mouth when you're thinking something she knows what you're thinking she's um she's a big manifester as i am you know and um she had told me back in 2018 2019 she's like you know andrew we're gonna do a mystery reel together that's the dream that's what i really want to do with you and at that point we'd already done two movies and then we did sweet autumn afterwards yep. And we're like, okay, well, it's not our, it's not our mystery movie, but, uh, but we're, we're going to do it. And when Nikki said that to me, I was like, okay, this is, this is a, this is, this could be real because she does not let things come to, you know, not let th- things come to fruition. Right. So that's, it's fun to see. I, I mean, we can see that you're friends. And so did that make it more interesting, more fun for you guys to be able to do the murder movie? Yeah. And just, you know, you know, more so just not even about being friends. It's, it's our work ethic. You know, Mm -hmm. she, she and I come, come at things from an athletic background Mm -hmm. and she has just this amazing work ethic about her. She's also an acting coach. So she has, you know, amazing input and, uh, 
um, just a, the ability to, to break down a scene and know exactly what the arc is and what, what the, the meaning of the scene is and what we're trying to get out of it. And, um, and so, yeah, working with her is just a, it's a treat. I feel like I should be paying her to work with her, you know, but, um, so just coming at it from that work ethic and she knows that I want to put out the best work possible as well. So I'm always asking questions. I'm always making mm -hmm. sure that everything is, um, just lines up, you know, and, and, uh, and yeah, so we, we go really deep where we have the, the ability now to just like, you know, go deep into these, into these characters and into the scenes. Is it easier to do that when you've worked a lot with each other to go deeper, quicker? Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and we look some, some people, I, I feel like I have a, there's a handful of actresses that I've worked with that are kind of like these creative muses of mine and these people that bring out this side of me, this quality that, um, that I, I might not tap into with other people. And that's just like, you know, certain friends that you hang out with, bring mm -hmm. out a certain quality in you. Um, and, and so Nikki's one of those people that she, she's a, like a creative muse of mine as well. So not only does she, she structurally, she knows how to really break down scripts. She's also very open. She's accessible as an actress, you know, so we, we can, have a conversation on camera as our characters and get lost in the whole world, you know, and in the, in the imagination of it all. So um, there's, there's a, there's a few act actresses that I work with that have that ability and, or just the, the, the natural um, chemistry that, that, that we just have that that's just easier, you know? Right. So. Right. I love that. Um, tell me, tell us a little bit about how, did you prepare for this role any differently since it's not the typical, well, we're assuming it's not going to be the typical rom-com role that you're normally in. It'll have a darker twist. I mean, Hallmark darker. So <laughs> in quotation. So how did you, how did you get into that? Was yeah, it a different um, mindset? Pardon me, the last question. Did you have to like take a different mindset? For different this? mindset? Yeah. 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 So look, this is, nothing like you've seen me do before at all. Um, I actually went so far the other way that Hallmark and the producers at one point were like, can you give us something a little different? And, you know, Nikki, Nikki and I, we had the conversation beforehand. We're like, look, the beauty of this is that we've done three movies together for, for a reason, I guess, you know, the first movie we did together was well-received. People mm -hmm. like to see us on camera we built that trust with with the viewers um and we knew that if we were going to do something we you know we fortunately already had a, a built-in audience for it so we're like well either we're going to just we're going to do a movie that's just people are going to watch it and they're going to say oh great you know andrew walker nikki deloach movie great you know you know it's it's enjoyable and and they they leave just feeling kind of the same they the same way they did in our previous movies. Or we go into this and give give people something completely different. Mm -hmm. So I am a an extremely tough nut to crack in this movie. I I go really I go you know and obviously it's in it is it's we're still working in the hallmark right uh, you know the hallmark box. But we um, I was watching 
movies like True Detective and, and Mayor of Easttown, and I was watching these detective shows that uh, that are definitely not Hallmark. And, uh, and, and, you know, when you really think of, I was going into the psyche of a detective as well. And my, my character, he's, he's coming from San Francisco. He was, he'd been living in San Francisco with his wife at the time. And his wife had wanted to move back to her hometown of Elk Park. And, uh, in just outside of, of, uh, Colorado, of Denver mm -hmm. in Colorado. And um, she just wanted to, we, we wanted to change because San Francisco as, as it is now still, um, or it, it, you know, it's a, it's a really tough city to live in now. I think it's changed a lot. There's a lot of crime. And when you really think of the things that detectives see on a daily basis, that's tough on, yeah. on, on anyone's psyche, you know? And so um, I was really going into the, the in-depth, you know, um, experiences that detectives go through and like and it's the weight that they carry and here also my character moves back to elk park thinking that his wife is going to come with him and she serves him with divorce papers the minute that he decides to move for her back to elk park and so he's carrying this this divorce being in a in a small town trying to like you know find his find his way and um and also carrying the weight of the of what he's witnessed in uh in 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 uh, san francisco when he was there mm -hmm. and so my cousin's a my cousin's a a, a retired uh, police officer now in, in ontario canada he was a patrol a patrol guy and he you know the stuff that he's seen little little bits that he's, he's shared with me outside of, he was at just outside of Toronto and mm -hmm. Toronto in Canada is, you know, one of the more rougher cities. And, um, and so he, he masks it with comedy, you know, he's a really funny guy, but I don't think he ever really spoke to a, a therapist about the stuff that he's gone through. And I, mm -hmm. I, I, I don't think, I think police officers kind of scratch the surface of that, you know? And, and so, you know, I, yeah, I was carrying all of this. I brought all of this to, to the character. And so you see a guy that's kind of like carrying this burden and this weight and um, <clears throat> not wanting to, obviously also with, with Goldie Berry, with Nikki's character, not wanting her to interfere in his mm. case too, because he's like, you know, he's, he's also trying to, trying to pr prove himself to, to the town. That he's this new guy in town. Right. He rubs people the wrong way a little bit. He's a little disheveled. Um, and so, yeah, so this, I'm brought all, all of this to the character. So it's something completely different than you've ever seen me play before on, on, on Hallmark. So, so I love that because, um, I get to watch detectives work sometimes and they just don't share those personal pieces. They are coming in for work. And so to start that out that way seems actually very, you know, on track for a detective. Yes. Yeah. And, and someone asked me the other day on a podcast, like what, what movie would you like to hallmark or not? What project would you like to have a sequel on? And th this one just happens to be the one that I would love to have a sequel, a sequel to just so I could even go deeper into it, you know, right. because it's, uh, it's, I, I love, I love doing these, these MOWs. I love doing these one-off movies with, with hallmark and it's a, the, the best, um, schedule ever as a, as a dad, as a husband, right. you know, partner, I can come home. I work for, I work for 15 days. I'm away for 25 days to 30 days. And I come home for two and a half months 
And then I leave again or three months, I go leave again, but I'm able to coach my son's little league. I'm able to yeah. do all these other things, but I never get to go deeper into characters and character arcs. And so this is, this is some, this is a, a project where if we have a few of these, I'm able to really dive into who this guy is and bring mul many different layers to, to my, my characters, my, my, who my character is. Right. When you started um, kind of developing your character, did you know already that there was a potential for this to um, become, you know, a couple more movies, a series so that you would have that time or possibly have that time? Or did you have to kind of play it like that might not be an option, but if it was an option, you could do more, but like you had to. No, it's a good Does question. That sense? I don't know if I'm saying it right. No, no, you are. You are. Uh, it's a really good question. It's actually, uh, I was when I was watching uh, True Detective again, uh, the Matthew McConaughey, the first one. Um, I had, I was listening to some interviews afterwards, and it was interesting. Matthew McConaughey was saying usually in a in a movie, the my character arc will start on let's say I'll, I'll compare it to a Hallmark movie though, a uh, hundred and twenty page script. Usually in the normal rom coms. The formula is on page 40 to 45 or in between 40 to 50, that's when you start seeing that budding relationship start with the characters, with the, you know, the male female leads. And, and so with this, with this one, if we're doing, you know, potentially six movies or 10 or 18, mm -hmm. well, that, that arc will only start to develop more on page 350 or 400. So yeah, I'm playing against all of those, all of my my instincts to want to open up to Goldie a little bit more and soften up. Uh, so yeah, it's it's I've, I've approached this like we're doing many. Yeah, sure. I hope that's the case because I think um, people are ready for this, like a new series, and I, you and Nikki are just so dynamic together. So I think it'll be a hit. Thanks, Sarah. I hope hopefully, yeah. No, I I, I saw it. I, I got to watch it a couple like uh, a week ago, and it's the first time I ever asked to see the 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 cut before it airs, because huh. um, I was really I'm I'm really excited about this movie. Yeah. And um, yeah, I, I think people are going to be pleasantly surprised. I think it's it's something that Hallmark has never done before. The 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 way the mystery plays out and the suspense, and it's like Clue this movie it really is everybody is is it could be guilty and okay. when i first read this script as did nikki we had no idea who the killer was until the very end we were actually very surprised both of us huh. so oh that's fun <laughs> yeah i love that it's going to play out like clue um when i heard that this was happening um as as someone who's watched a lot of the murder mystery things on on Hallmark, and I've read all of the Murder She Baked books. Um, this really gave me a little bit of that vibe, like that there for sure could be multiple movies for this, um, and that you for sure could carry this long. Did you guys? So it sounds like you had that feeling always too. We did, yeah, and we also we knew we knew just because of what the the nature of the of the project was. You know, we knew that there was there was eighteen of these novels, mm. so. Um, and we, you know, the, the, everyone is very careful to promise anything, you know, we all, it's right. just all based on numbers and it's a business here. So, mm -hmm. you know, everyone was hoping cause we had, we had such a special crew and the cast, the supporting cast, 
you'll recognize in this movie there's there's a handful of actors that have just been on you know numerous uh, Hallmark movies and, and not only Hallmark movies but projects. These these actors have been working you know nonstop and. Uh, and we were just really lucky to get these people, and these people will forever live in our world. On you know, in 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 the the Curious Cater uh, series, so so it's uh, yeah, we were really fortunate to have the, the the talent that we have. Each one of these people could carry their own Hallmark movie or, or movie in general. That's awesome. That. Yeah. So you mentioned about everything being about the numbers. Is there a magic number? Like, what numbers are you look are they looking for? Is there like a, a magic number or is it just kind of there there is there is a magic number. I, I, I think you know the the mystery series usually bring in like I think it's anywhere between 1.3 to 1.8, something mm -hmm. like that. I think like a Lacey Chabert, Brandon Elliott movie, like which is probably the more popular ones, I guess. Um but I saw I watched some uh, Mystery One Hundred and One the other day, and I I mean I love Christopher Paloha, and mm -hmm. I I really like Jill Wagner yeah. as people, and I've done some work with Jill off you know off off uh, uh, some uh, some side Hallmark stuff that we mm -hmm. did, but I haven't done a movie with her yet. But uh, I love Chris Paloha; he's such an easy guy to watch, you know, and he's mm -hmm. he's like, um, and he's easy on the eyes, ladies. Um, <laughs> but uh, but he. Uh, yeah, I really like that movie. But supposedly, I guess the, the Lacey Chabert movies, they do like 1.8, 1.7. So I think if we fall on the higher end of like the 1.5, 6, 7, mm -hmm. somewhere up towards that, that Lacey Chabert number. And I think some of these movies too, like they build, they grow. So they'll grow right. in numbers as they, as people continue to get to know these characters and, um, and see them a little more frequently, you know. So, uh, so I, I'm I think that's probably a number that we're looking for: one point six, one point five, something like that. Yeah. This does the target demo uh, number man matter or not as much? So, I don't think I don't think it does. I think it's just the I think it's the overall overall number really that matters, you know. Well, I think people love the mysteries and. Uh, are looking for uh, a new mystery in this one you get like um you have a partner right you you have a you get to yeah. do like a little buddy cop stuff with him yeah yeah it's awesome he he's i said to nikki before we started this project i was like arguably he's probably one of the most important characters in this whole movie because he's the he's the glue between nikki and i and he's okay. he's the he's the funny guy um yeah he's the comedic relief and I play straight guy to his to his funny guy throughout the entire movie, and um, and so yeah, he's his name is Riley Davis. He plays Mason, and he is so talented, uh, such and he had us in stitches like in between <laughs> scenes, and he, he's one of these guys unassumingly he doesn't really like he doesn't even know how funny he is you know so. Um, so yeah, he 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 brings he brings it in this movie too. He's a really really good actor, and that's it's tough. You know, it's tough to be to to play that grounded as well. To play the mm -hmm. the, the comedy and be grounded with it, and be real with it, and not come because it's still a it's still a a suspense thriller. You know, movie. So you you want to keep it, uh, you know, yeah, you want to keep it grounded in a way. You know, and re and real. 
Right. Right. And he does that. To have uh, those buddy cop relationships always play out um, nice on screen and it can move the story forward. Yeah. Uh, right. Uh, so I, I'm looking forward to that. Did you get to work as a mentor then? Does Because your your cop is the straight cop. His is like the young cop. Do you get that mentor feeling with that relationship? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he, he looks up to me. I'm the be-all and end-all of detectives. Okay. Like he thinks I am the epitome of like what the gold standard of a detective is everything he's he's doing he's just like he's staring at me and like and very agreeable he's my he's my hype man you know any i can do no wrong i can do no wrong with him everyone needs a hype man everyone needs a hype man yeah right I need a hype man (laughs) everyone does yeah my wife says it, it, it my wife says I have a little hype man on my shoulder. You know, he, if, if anything, if there's anything that, you know, if we're, if we're arguing about something or if there's like a disagreement, I have this little hype man like, yeah, Andrew, you're right. You're so right. You're right. Just keep, yeah. I love that your wife knows that. She's like, yeah. oh, his hype man's yeah. out. Yeah, that's it. She's like, she's like, get him off your shoulder, Andrew. Hype man off. Well, it sounds like a fun mix between, you know, having this mystery and serious and then having some of the comedy thrown in. Do we get to see some banter between your character and Nikki's character? Because you guys are kind of known for that in your other roles. So do we see that carry over a bit? Yeah, uh, you you do. You do for sure. I think the uh, what was what was so great about this film is the the director, Anthony Mechie, who's he was, he's, it's his first time directing and, you know, it's either, it could either go well or not great in, in that case, but Anthony has shot, he's a D, he's a director of photography, f- photographer. He's been behind the camera on three, 400 different projects and he's shot 20 plus Hallmark movies and he's done another 30 Lifetime movies. So he knows the format so well. And, um, he had a really clear vision on what he wanted to do in this movie. It's shot like a feature film in a way there's some there's more shots he was he uh he, he was very aggressive with the amount of shots that he wanted to do in his in his day um very eager to 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 have that look that he wanted and so what he did for Nikki and I which was great is he allowed us to come in he wouldn't set up the cameras at the beginning of the of of our when we're in when we're blocking the scene He'd, he'd have us come on set during blocking with no camera, people around. It would just be Tony, myself, Nikki. The one of the one of the direct one of the the head DP would be there as well, um, just to look at it. But he'd say, "Okay, guys, can you play the scene out how you think it would play out here?" And so he's like, "I'd love for you to start over here, maybe end over here, but just give me what you think would 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 feel right." And so Nikki and I would walk through the, the beats and. And then, you know, I'd say, oh, you know what, you know, maybe I should come from over here instead. And like, let's have this little, this little moment here where we shuffle the papers back and forth. And I, I, I grab something out of your hand. Okay. Okay. And be, we don't like to overthink it though. Cause we like things to be a little bit more spontaneous when the cameras are rolling too. Cause that's where you get the fun stuff. Right. But, um, but yeah, he let us go through it one time, two times. Then he'd invite the camera crew in. Then they take our marks. They'd see where we are. Um, and then Nikki and I would just go before, while they're lighting it, which takes about 30 minutes, depending on how big of a scene it is. Um, we would just keep running it and just know kind of like where our beats are. And, uh, and so by the time we got to set, 
we would just, yeah, we, we played and we would, we'd ad lib a little bit and, and yeah, Nikki, Nikki and I feel like we're in, we, it's a, it's a safe bubble. We can do, mm. we can throw things in and not feel like we're going to throw the other person off as well. Cause some people come in, you know, some actors in the, the, that you work with, they have their agenda and they, they need, they need, they need it. They need the scene to play out the way that they've rehearsed it. Right. And, you know, um, it just, it's each their own. And sometimes it's just about a comfort thing. And Nikki and I have a comfort level, uh, that we, we feel like she can do anything, throw it, throw anything my way. I'll, I'll receive it however I do. And she'll do the same thing with me. So we, yeah, we do a lot. We do a lot. We have a lot of physical comedy too, not physical comedy, but physical, um, off the cuff things that we, mm -hmm. that we throw in when, when the cameras were rolling too. It sounds fun. It almost sounds like um, you did it, like deconstructed everything and then put it back together. And that sounds really fun. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, we did. It's it. it that's exactly how because we could rehearse it all we want it to before we shoot. And then once you're in the space, it's a it's a totally different thing. Right. And you're like, OK, well, what props do I have here that I can work with? And what I had my own ideas of of what props I, I wanted in different scenes so I just you know have those notes and, and I'll just talk to the prop prop master about it but sometimes the prop master might not have that prop and it might not look the way that I wanted it to you know whether it be a watch or a notebook or a whatever a briefcase or a, whatever it might be and so I just you just you 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 work with what you're what you have and you you be adaptable and um Nikki aside side funny side story uh nikki would always make fun of me because i uh i you know i'm like a i'm like a kid i'm like a kid at halloween with this with this character because i have i have the badge i have the detective badge on my belt i got my gun and and i'd always tuck my shirt a little bit in to show my badge and she'd be like oh. she's like walker Walker, everyone knows you're a cop, okay? You don't need to show the badge. You don't need to show the badge. I'm like, yeah, you do. Nikki, I, I'm wearing the badge. I'm showing the badge, okay? Yeah, yeah it's, it's absolutely. It, people need to see this. And then, and then one day she took she took this shot because I was I I was just messing around. I had my I had my phone and I I was doing like I don't know. I think I was I was sending some funny things to my buddies back in Montreal or something, pretending like just like being look at me, I'm a cop, you know. Um, I was like coming in with my phone, doing like this close up of my of my gun, and then a close up of my badge, and then like a close up of my serious face, and then back to my badge, back to my gun. And she was she had the reverse angle. She was she was she was recording this without me even knowing it. And then she sends it to my wife and she's like, look what your, look what your husband's doing on set. He's having, a, he's having a ball. He's having a really good time playing, playing cop. It is totally like dress up with all the accessories. It's just That's a good it. day, yeah. right? Yeah, my wife's like, oh, I'm glad he's taking his job seriously. Right? Right? Were your boys excited that you get to play a cop? Yeah, yeah, my yeah, West West is still figuring he's st it's still uh he's still trying to process the the yeah. fact that I'm an actor. Yeah. Like he doesn't it doesn't still I don't think yeah. it still like totally clicks. I think he thinks I'm just having fun on the side, which I am. I'm having yeah. a blast, but uh yeah, he 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 doesn't I send him I send him some fun videos of the scenes where we had a bunch of different cop cars with all yeah. the sirens on and um 
yeah, and so I, you know, ask my wife to to share those with him. And sometimes I'd, I'd be able to FaceTime with him before he was going to bed at night, and you know, from set and yeah. show him some of the the camera crews and stuff like that. Yeah, you know, and he's at that age where it's like figuring out what's pretend and what's real too. So yeah, like so that just developmentally as they figure that out, uh, um, you know, I, I think it's fun and uh, to be able to walk him through that developmental stage with what you do is great way to connect with him too. Oh, it's so great. And he just started saying to me a, a few months ago, he's like, he's like, dad, you know, I'm going to be in movies with you. I'm going to be in movies oh, with you. Oh my gosh. So, so who knows? Maybe he, maybe he is, uh, yeah. he's a little ham. He's yeah, a funny little start guy. Like a little, um, YouTube channel or something. <laughs> my kids are obsessed with this one right now. I don't know if your boys have ever seen it, but it's called T-Rex Ranch. Uh-oh. Am I no. muted? No, you're good. You're good. Oh. You're a, little, um, you're a little echoey. Oh, no. But Andrew can't. You, I can't hear Andrew. We can't hear you. Okay. Oh, there we go. There we go. Okay. Back. I'm like, oh, no. Whew, we got All this. Right. Um, anyway, <laughs> there's this little YouTube or Netflix. It's on Netflix now or Prime, and it's called T-Rex Ranch, and it's like this dad playing with his son, and they're like searching for dinosaurs, and they use like cardboard boxes and make forts and Nerf guns as like to catch the dinosaurs and stuff. And my boys are both of them obsessed with this show. I could totally picture you doing something like that <laughs> with your two boys. Oh, that's great! It's what's it called? T-Rex. T-Rex Ranch. T-Rex Ranch. Yeah. Okay. I'll have to I'll have to look into that. Yeah. Would you ever be open to your kids being on um acting? Yeah. Yeah, I would. You know, I um it, it would be a big shift in in my uh I I my you know, I have to obviously my wife and I would have to shift around our schedules a lot, you know, because I, I want to be a super present dad if that's yeah. what they wanted to do. I feel like, you know, you need to shepherd their, their, their career and their decisions and keep them grounded. And, um, you know, it's, it's a, it's a big burden to carry, I think, as a child actor. And so I started, I think at a great age, I was 12, 13 years old. So mm -hmm. Um, and I started in Canada, so it's not like you have if you even if you have a, a hit TV show in Canada, you don't it's not like it's not like a Nickelodeon show here where you right. you, you turn into uh, you know into uh, Hannah Montana or something. Right. You know, it's like right. uh, Miley Cyrus, you know. But right. um, but uh, yeah, I, I I'd be I I definitely would would uh, I, anything they want to do, you know, anything right. they want right. to do. I, as long as they want to do it and if they have yeah. passion for it yeah. mm -hmm. and they stay grounded and, and humble and you know, that's, I, that's all the qualities that, you know, that uh, I would just try to instill in them. Right. Right. Absolutely. Take your kid to work. Could be an extra too. That would be an easy way for him. To yeah. Sit and he, he's been, he's been in, in a, in a, in a couple movies now that friends oh. of mine have done little indie films, but yeah. like, Oh, fun. You know, just when he was a baby, they, yeah. they used him a couple times. Yeah. So. Yeah, no, that's perfect. That's fun. Uh, we want to talk about Rama drama too, but before we move on, is do you have a favorite um, scene or maybe a favorite moment um, that we can all be looking for while we're watching? Yeah, you know, I really loved the 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 forest, running through the forest scene. We There was at the very end of the movie, there's a chase scene. 
Um, it was a night shoot and it was, uh, that was, a, that was a lot of fun because you don't get to do those in the right. in normal, you know, rom-com right. movies. So that was a fun night. And, um, and what else, what another, another good scene, a lot of the scenes between Nikki and I in the police department in my mm -hmm. office, those were, those were all scenes that we we did exactly what I was saying before with, with the director, just like we blocked all of those and really tried to come up with keeping the energy up and keeping the movement up and not having it be st a stagnant, you know, just sitting in two chairs and talking right. two hander, you know, where a lot of the time on, on a 15 day shoot, that's the, that's just the, the, the uh, most of the time, that's all the time you have to do is just set the cameras up, do the, do the dialogue and then let in, do, you know, punch in for some for for some some close ups and for some coverage, uh, but we 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 had we had the D, we had the, uh, the the A camera guy on his feet a lot and doing steady cam work, so it was tough for him. Yeah. But I think the scenes came out so well, and it, there's a lot of movement in those scenes. So I would just say, you know, both all the scenes that are in the, the police department. Just the, for me as an actor, looking back at it, I just feel like it was it was a uh, it was a lot of fun to have that creative input, yeah. and then the the obviously the the chase scene at the end of the movie is uh, is a lot of fun. Well, the chase scenes at the beginning and the end of the movie. Okay. So okay. it starts it starts with a bang. It starts like you're you're immediately in the the suspense of it all from the from the get go. That's awesome. I look forward to seeing that, especially uh, since your director comes from it um, uh, from. The filming point of view. I think it's going to give it a little different look, maybe than we've seen before. Oh yeah, yeah. He and he knew exactly what he was doing before every scene. He said, "Yeah, I'm, I want to do this sweeping shot across the pool and come up and do the, you know, he had a lot of crane shots. Um, yeah, he was using cr cr crane uh, the crane a, a lot more on this one than uh, than other projects that I've mm -hmm. I've shot, and yeah, and just like." a lot more cutaways just you know just adding multiple different shots to build that that uh you know b build up the structure of the scene a lot more so there's there's just it just makes it more interesting yeah that'll be fun as a viewer to look for that visually and for your badge we'll, <laughs> we'll look, yeah, for the badge. The badge. look for my badge look for my badge you won't have to look for, you won't have to look too hard <laughs> We'll be tweeting. We'll be tweeting. There's the badge. There's and the badge. badge. Exactly. <laughs> Hashtag badge. Hashtag badge. <laughs> there it we'll, is. We'll, we'll add that in while we're going. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That'll be fun. We're excited for your movie, and I think um, it sounds a little bit different, and it sounds like it's going to come across different, and I think we're ready for that. So it'll be fun for everybody. Yes. I think so. I'm I'm so excited for everyone to to see this movie and hear the feedback and and uh, yeah, no, it's I'm just yeah, I'm I'm grateful I was I was able to be a part of this. Yeah, super fun. Well, Should let's we talk about, about yeah, Rama drama. Pardon me. Oh yeah, Rama drama. Yeah, yeah, we're going. <laughs> Rama drama is, is right around the corner. Right around right. the corner. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm really excited. Um, to get away. <laughs> no, so, and so many friends. So, um, yeah, what are you looking forward to? I'm looking forward to uh, taking a vacation with my wife to Florida. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> a little work. On we, the side. We're going to fly to Montreal. 
we're flying to Montreal. We're going to drop the kids off there. And then my wife and I are, are going to be coming down to, uh, to Florida together and she's going to go do her thing and I'll be at Roma drama, but I think we're going to rent a car go to the keys, I think too. And just like really check out a lot of Florida. We have some, we have friends that live down there too, in different parts of Florida. So we're going to visit them, but I just love, you know, more so I just, I love connecting with fans on this mm -hmm. level, like Christmas con Roma drama. I've never done Roma drama before, but, um, you know, we have the best fans on Hallmark and, you know, these are the best fans in the world. And so and the most dedicated fans. So I'm just so excited to get down there and, and say hi to people that I, I haven't seen before, but probably recognize their names through social media or mm -hmm. just through comments through my, through yeah. my Facebook fan page group, you know, wow. Debbie's going to be there yeah. with me as well. Debbie Larubius. Yeah. She, she runs my, my group. She's incredible. She's, she's so dedicated to the fans and to people and just trying to give people the best information and most up-to-date current information. Mm -hmm. And, um, and that's tough because I don't, I'm not good at that either. So I'm, you know, I'm, I'm okay with, with my Instagram, but I definitely, uh, so many different platforms tend for me tend to, it's just, it, you know, I, I, I have, I'm a dad as well with two young kids. So it's, it's right. tough to find that time, you know? Right. Right. But, Anyways, Debbie will be there, and yeah. I have never met Debbie before in person. I've spoken to her on the phone, uh, you know, multiple times in a week, and Facetimed with her a whole bunch, and yeah. but I've never met her in person. So I'm looking forward to that. I'm also going to be doing for people that are part of, and even if you're not necessarily, but people part of my fan page group, um, I'm, I'm I'm looking to do a, a meet and greet before at a at we're gonna get like a hotel. Uh, conference room or a restaurant and just get a whole bunch of people together so I can just say hi to them and have it, uh, you know, be a little more personal. That sounds so fun. That sounds super fun. Yeah. yeah. We've been able to connect up with Debbie and she's been able to put up like things like this. She's great. It's wonderful to have a resource like that and really have yeah. a go-to person. Um, we, we love that. Um, as somebody who's running social media also, uh, to have those people to connect to, um, uh, Fans will be ecstatic if there's a meet and greet. That'll be so much fun. Yeah, you know, it was actually Debbie's idea. And mm -hmm. I said, I was like, you know what, Debbie, that's, that's so smart. I just, I never get the chance. You know, you're when I'm at Christmas Con, it's five minutes, you know, yeah. in and out. And and it's, you know, to no fault of, of, of you know, of, of, the, of, my, of my handler or the people that are there because it's just, we want to try to give everybody a chance yeah. to get, their, their, their photos signed or just to say for me to say hi to them. But this way off site, we can just have a little bit more of a personal, uh, interaction. Yeah. yeah. I think that sounds great. I think, um, uh, yeah, I think your Facebook group is very different from anybody else's I've ever been involved in because you're, you are involved in it. Um, I feel like that's something that makes your fans re feel really special. So to have, another special thing for them it's just really wonderful it's fun to that's, see you know it's if it's not if it wasn't for my fans i wouldn't be doing what i'm doing so you know it's that's the biggest reason why i think i continue to work on hallmark is pe people I, I i'm 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 maybe not the best actor in the world but i can tell you what i'm i'm probably one of the easiest guys to work with and i'm also i try to be as accessible as possible to my fans and um 
And I think that you know, really speaks volumes to them. And I, 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 I want to always be approachable and I always mm -hmm. want to have people be able to reach out and, and feel like I've, I, I will give them, you know, the, the respect in return, you know, that they've given me. So, um, well, yeah. I think it comes across just yeah. exactly like you're wanting to. So a job well done. <laughs> Thank you, know, you, Sarah. Thank you. Yeah. Fans love that like personal connection. It's one of the reasons we started a podcast and we run our podcast a little differently and we just want to have a conversation more. So we're always prepared, but we love hearing your point of view and that you love connecting with fans. I think it's fun. You and Debbie haven't met before and you will get to meet that down at Rumble. I know. Okay, that's crazy. Yeah, so fun, fun fact, Sarah and I have never met either. So are you kidding me? I'm yeah. not. So we will meet <laughs> at Rama Drama. <laughs> so we'll be the ones running down the hall. I love it. Uh, we all have these uh yeah, these like blind uh, blind date kind of like yes, or like these absolutely yeah. yes. I mean I have this whole po little podcast world, like I'm so excited to meet um right. I think all my podcast friends, even more right. than like the celebrities going. <laughs> Right, like, like Dara from Dear Hallmark. I can't. Yeah, I know. Dara. Right, right. Um, we missed each other at con on Christmas con. We were at different days. Yeah. Um, Chad's but, on here too. Chad was on Chad, here earlier. Yep. Yeah. So there's a lot of people in this world that cover that we will see for the first time at Rama Drama, and we've had you on twice now. And yeah. so certainly looking forward to actually meeting you in person. That'll be amazing. Sarah actually met you in person at Christmas con. At Christmas con. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Yeah. It was like great. I actually saw like all the every all the podcast people that I speak to. It was we were able to to connect. Like the obviously the, the uh, deck the hallmark guys yeah. came over and yeah. Dara came over. You came over, Sarah. Um, who else? Who, uh, uh, Hallmarkies. Carolyn. Yeah. Carolyn yeah. came came over. I think she was there. Was she there? I feel like so I, I talked it, to her. Was anyways. it Rachel from Hallmarkies? Maybe. They have a big girl. Maybe it's Rachel from Hallmark. Yeah. I don't know which one. Yeah. Yeah, but it's fun. We're looking forward to it. Um, so at so uh, yeah, at Rama Drama, there's going to be some karaoke. Uh, do you have a karaoke go-to song? Oh yeah. I have oh. a few. I, I I have a few. I don't know if I should spill the beans right now, though. You might have to just show up at karaoke. We'll be there, but I will be taking pictures. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, Great. like a lot of a lot lot of actors um, that came up through theater or other things. So, do you have singing as part of your background? You know, I come from a extremely musical family. Okay. Um, my dad somehow it was it was skipped with him but his sister is is a retired uh elementary school music teacher mm. his brother unbelievable trumpet player and vocalist mm. both both mcgill uh music grads in montreal um they have an you know a, a unbelievable program uh music program at mcgill and um my cousin's an opera singer my other cousin was on broadway so i actually when i was I was 15. I, I, I joined a, a band. I did a, I was in a band in high school. I was in choir in elementary school and little did I know like choir just, just trained my, my voice and my, my, my teacher, um, who was also my grade. She was a teacher of mine in grade three and my grade six teacher. Her name is Janice, Janice Morrow, shout out. Um, she's, she was, she's my a good friend of my parents now. 
but my mom would play piano for my choir in uh, when I was in elementary school, and uh, Janice was a great choir instructor. She really like she was teaching kids how to like breathe in the, into the diaphragm mm -hmm. and like and and um, you know relax the shoulders and just like all of the the technical stuff that you learn from a vo from a proper vocal teacher. She was teaching these you know kids in elementary school. So I I carried that over into my band stuff and and I started working with a vocal coach then. So 15 to 19 I was singing in a band on a regular basis like th we were jamming two three times a week. We were playing at different universities around Canada. And, um, and yeah, we, we had a pretty, we, we won a couple battle of the bands. We were like, we were, we were decent. And then I just stopped singing. What? So now, you know, I, if I'm going to sing karaoke, I can carry a tune, but I'm not, I'm not like, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to be on Broadway. I don't think, but, <laughs> but I still have these, these ideas and these that I could potentially, if I trained for something long enough, six months to a year, I think I, I, I could potentially be maybe on Broadway. I don't know. Yeah, absolutely. So what kind of music did your band uh, yeah. play? It was all in like nineties rock. Yeah. Yeah. So there was a big, there was a big band called I mother earth in Canada mm -hmm. and we played some cover band cover stuff mm -hmm. from them. Um, we played uh, cover stuff from a band called our lady peace as well. Yeah. It was another Canadian yep. band. Yep. Rain Maida was the lead singer. Um, but then we had a lot of our own original. We did a lot of our own originals. Okay. Too. So did you write or did the band write? I, I wrote, the band wrote. We all, yeah, we we all kind of gave our, our two cents. Um, That's that's amazing. That, this, this is fun background. I, now I'm going yeah. for karaoke night big time. So what you're saying is you're going to write an original song for karaoke? <laughs> I just may, Sarah. I just may. I don't want to give it away. You gotta bring it. <laughs> karaoke now. Let's put it all on Instagram. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think karaoke night's gonna be a blast. Uh, I think. Oh uh, no, karaoke night's gonna be so much fun. People are gonna come. I just went to a karaoke birthday party for a friend of ours just uh, a few weeks ago, and I I, f I forgot how how much fun karaoke can be. Oh, Gosh, I haven't done that sure. in years. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I love that you that you have like trumpet players, choir teachers, that kind of stuff in your mix. Uh, Sarah's got her own yeah. trumpet player at her house right now. <laughs> I mean, we're going to say trumpet player. <laughs> Band concert last night. <laughs> I did. My oldest daughter um, is in the band at school and she plays. Oh, that's great. Yeah. And she's learning piano and she can sing. Um, my, oh, oldest, that. my oldest was a, a real musician on your hands. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, but she's trying. Yeah. It's great. My, oldest is great. A my son is in piano. He's oh, yeah. my seven year old's in piano. And it's, the, it's, it's uh, like, I think the, the growth, the, the cognitive uh, mm. stimulation that they get from that is, is, right. is amazing. Absolutely. Cause it's like, yeah. And it, it, it's not like he's coming home from school and, and watching TV or playing video games. He's it's immediate. It's goes to the piano. I sit with him for 20, 30 minutes and, and yeah, it's just figuring out with the fingers and the music right. and reading the notes. And there's so, it's so complex, you know? Right. I wish she would have started it when she was younger. Um, she's always done ballet. So that was the main focus. And then she actually, my son's speech pathologist is her voice teacher and piano teacher. So um, that's kind of how we fell into it. Um, oh, yeah, wow. Having a lot of fun. 
Yeah, no. Um, yeah. You can and only I, do so much too as a parent though, right? Like there, there's, I try to do the same thing. Like I put my, yeah. our kids are in skating, piano, soccer, uh, you know, gymnastics. And, and at a certain point you're like, well, what? Yeah. We have to, we have to focus this a little bit, you know? Yeah. That's always my thing. Like as long as you're coming home happy and you're really enjoying it, that's what I want. You know, I don't care if you're great or, you know, the best one. I just want you to have fun and have something that you can feel um, a little passionate about and feel, make, make yourself feel good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, You go down, going to go down the hockey hole. (laughs) (laughs) It was up to my wife. No. Um, because all my buddies in Montreal, they're all like, they're all up at five o'clock in the morning, two, three times a week, taking the kids to, to hockey. Um, yeah, you're seven, I'm like, Ooh, that's a little late. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, so we're, we're tiptoeing into it. I'm, I'm a big skier, so yeah. I, I would rather have the family ski, but yeah. uh, I put my son into skating because the window of skiing here in California is so narrow. If you don't get oh. up to the mountains by, you know, now eight, mid April, then there's, there's no snow up there anymore. So yeah, we can go to Mammoth, you know, Mammoth has yeah. snow up until May, but, uh, but uh, finding the edge with skates is kind of the same. It's mm-hmm. the, it's the same thing as finding your edge in a way with skiing. So yeah. I figure, Absolutely. you know, we'll just keep him skating right now. And, and uh, whenever we can take him skiing, I take him skiing though. That sounds amazing. That's, That's super fun. Um, um, let's see. I want, do you find, um, have you been finding it easier to balance work and life with the kids getting older? Or is it kind of more tricky now that they're, they are into all these other um, hobbies and lessons? Probably a question to ask my wife, but yeah. uh <laughs> Cause I just leave and I'm like, good, good luck. luck, babe. You know, good luck. I'll see you, you know, see you on FaceTime. Uh, but I think it's, I think it's more difficult. It's, it's easier in the way that we can have my, my, my oldest just be like, okay, Wes, get, get changed, you know, yeah. uh, get changed. Mm-hmm. We gotta be at the door in, in 10 minutes. Right. Uh, you know, clean, clean up your dishes from the kitchen table Do you know, right. and he, and he'll do that. I mean, we have to say it, say it like 72 times, but he'll do it eventually. Uh, so in that regard, it's a little easier, but no, with, with all of the extracurricular stuff and the timing of picking yeah. my two-year-old up from daycare, fortunately their daycare and schools are very close to each other. Um, but yeah, picking my son up from daycare and then picking my uh, picking West up, the oldest one up at at uh, at, at at from from uh, first grade, and then bringing him to his piano and then bring or, and having to like sit with my youngest for forty five minutes or an hour, go to the park, then pick yeah. him back up. Mm-hmm. Then they they're starving for snacks, and it's just like run home for for dinner and then cleaning the dishes and getting the lunches ready for the next day and. You know, that's, I think, the most time-consuming thing yeah. is just doing all of the that cleaning. The cleaning takes forever. Between <laughs> four and seven is just chaos. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Here, too. Um, it's like a really long witching hour. Exactly. You know, that's that's what it. I call it. Yeah. Um, or witching afternoon. And then it's it. That's They go to bed, and then it starts over. <laughs> clean up everything you didn't get to clean up afterwards. <laughs> I told my wife, I said, if I was in, if the tables were turned, I would just want somebody here, a babysitter here between four and eight to just mm-hmm. like 
help clean. Just, just, yeah. just please help me clean the dishes and then make their lunches for the next day. Mm -hmm. I'll bathe the boys, you know, get them ready for bed. But when I come back out or when my wife mm -hmm. comes back out when I'm gone and the kitchen's a mess, right. nothing is put away, the kitchen table. I and mean, it's just, yeah, it's just a, it's a insurmountable, uh, you know, f feeling of how, how much you have to get done. It's like, uh, yeah, I so. feel, feel her real. <laughs> and then yeah. tomorrow, yeah. it's like Groundhog's Day. You just yeah. do it again. You do it all over. I know, I know. Yeah. Then it's laundry and then it's, you know, oh, God, yeah. yeah. That's what I'll be doing tonight because our washer broke this past week. So I got real behind. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh so my gosh. Yeah. Rolling. Yeah. I'm probably watching Hallmark. <laughs> you know, it's a choice though. You, you know, I always say, my wife and I have this thing where we like, we wake up in the morning time. It's a choice to be happy. It's a choice you know to, you could, you could do everything with just this, like this burden, this weight, this like heaviness mm -hmm. to it. But um, look, our kids are healthy. We got, we have this, we have a, a roof over our head yeah. where we feel so fortunate. So you just, yeah, look, it's what it is. Yeah. We chose this life. You Absolutely. know, we chose it. I we chose that kids. What you dreamed about, right? Like this right. is what I yeah. wanted family with my kids that are all happy, healthy. Um, it's yeah. just a lot of work. <laughs> those days are those days they're, they're yeah. exhausting and amazing at the exact same time. Right? Yes. They, yes. right? They fill you up and exhaust you all together, but you'll never trade in those days with the kids like that. It's no. those no. moments that fill you up for the rest of your life. Like you, yeah. um, it's wonderful to hear you talk about things that everyone else is doing too. Like, Normal so dad. Well, yep. right? Um. <laughs> oh yeah yeah no i'm 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 just a normal dad i'm a normal right. dad and, and, normal and, dad and that stuff. balance that work home life balance it, it just so many people can just really relate to yeah. how that is playing out at their house too it's like yep the dishes there they are again right yeah and tomorrow they'll be there again right and it's just nice to hear that um that that everyone else is struggling with the same things doesn't matter where yeah, you're at right they do yeah that's right. All right. So I'm going to shift the conversation really quick. We know, so the title of your movie, Dying for Chocolate. So um, what would you recommend for a wine while drinking, while having your chocolate, while we're watching your film? Oh, ooh, good question. Um, I would recommend just because it's such a drinkable wine, I would say I, I would, I would recommend a Syrah uh, for this movie, but you know, I'm really into these all natural wines right now where like lighter reds still have some good body to it, to mm -hmm. them. Um, so I would say, you know, if you're going to go, if you're going to go more in that area, maybe something Spanish or Italian, I love a Multipulciano or like a Barolo, um, that's a very drinkable wine, you know, with uh, when you're just having chocolate. Mm -hmm. So, but I'd say Syrah. Syrah is, you know, earthy, mm -hmm. earthy, good with chocolate. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Because chocolate's clearly going to be the theme of this movie. And I hear oh. it's our, yeah, that cookie, <laughs> the, the shortbread chocolate covered cookies are crumbs are at the scene. So that's what we know so far. Oh, that's what you know so far. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's what came out <laughs> in the promo. There's shortbread cookies. I should have made shortbread cookies with chocolate dip. Oh, um, you have to do it for uh, the premiere, Julie. Could have shared them with everyone. I could have brought them to late, work Julie. tonight. Yeah, it's not too late. Uh, I could have brought them work tonight. They'll be mad. Um <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> well, they'll eat anything though. Um, so, um, but yeah, so we know we get that and we got a wine choice. So we'll be ready for um, the movie. We'll have a snack. We'll have, we'll have a wine pairing. Thanks Andrew for the mm -hmm. recommendation. <laughs> and this is showing on, is it showing on Hallmark movies and mysteries? Movies and mysteries. It's showing on Hallmark movies and mysteries, April 10th, Sunday, nine, eight central. And, um, and, uh, if when you're tweeting, uh, and if you want to tweet before or if you want to put on Instagram before, it's uh, hashtag curious caterer is okay. the hashtag they're using for this movie. Okay. So we'll, we'll be that there. will hashtag be curious caterer. Curious caterer. And we'll add in hashtag badge when we see it. There we go. Hashtag badge. And hashtag badge. Yeah. <laughs> we'll just add that in when we see that. We'll see those all come up. Hashtag playing detective. Yeah. <laughs> Having fun at work today. <laughs> Well, Sarah, um, I think we're going to finish up. If you yeah. want to hang out with us for a minute while we go out, Sarah, why don't you close us out? Well, thank you, everybody. And thank you, Andrew. And make sure you tune into his movie, uh, Dying for Chocolate, A Curious Caterer. Thank Bye. you so much, guys. Thanks for having me.